Hello, hello, hello. My name is Nate Rossa, and welcome back to I Just Can't Even With Myself Right Now, my personal pet project podcast where I discuss absolutely anything that comes to mind because limits are for losers, and in my space, we follow the wind. So sit back, tense up, and enjoy NE Unleashed. And as always, live it up, folks, and make it happen. So, Let's talk about being SX blind. <laughs> I'm already laughing because this is just, it's going to be a doozy to kind of play around with how this is in my mind, how this is, how this has affected my outlook on the world around me. So, first of all, before I kind of dig into this this is going to be enneagram talk now so unless you unless you don't already know but anyways so sx blind or what is it called is a sexual blind spot in the enneagram instinctual variant uh, part of that stuff it's when a person has a almost like an inability i wouldn't say inability actually it would be more of a, a a lessened awareness over the chemistry that kind of permeates a lot of folks with sx as their in in either the primary or their secondary stacking and it's kind of funny when i a person who is essex blind gets to kind of observe that energy uh i would say with myself i can easily notice it the thing is is what ends up happening is i actually get kind of a weird reaction against it um i would say that sx is kind of like the most instinctual like by definition of the word there's this primal sexual energy that i'm not fully into like if that makes sense like i'm not super kind of intrigued by that i don't see that as uh necessary for my survival at least and allow me to elaborate because i mean my instinctual variance i'm self-preservation first social second and it's just kind of hilarious uh Actually, before I do this, I'm going to give a shout out to Leanne, uh, the ENFJ, a wonderful ENFJ I met on Twitter, uh, suggested a, I, may, I make a kind of a podcast about what it is or what are my thoughts on um, on being a sexual blind. And so Leanne, you know, just to give you a little tidbit on this, because I have to like, I know when I talk about a sex blind, I got to be really careful sometimes because I think people can like misread what I'm about to say. Or misinterpret what I'm about to say, not because you know being SX blind is wrong by any chance. Excuse me, or not that SX blind is somehow related to like other weird kind of pros aspects about a person. It's just that with me, like I don't really no care nor notice too often that magnetism, that instinctual kind of drive that these people who have SX as primary secondary. Uh, kind of operate on like i the thing is is i have a lot of friends who are you know sexual dominance and they're really cool people they have a lot of energy and they kind of they don't i don't know so much they know how to regulate the energy but they really bring it and it's kind of funny actually how i see them because they're a lot more i would say like impulsive with it if that makes sense like i don't see like there is no regulating um to them it's like if i feel it i must do it you know if i have this thing going on in my brain i gotta do it i have to listen to this voice and with me i don't i don't have that voice i don't have something telling me that oh you should do that to me it's very like 
okay, there is a person in front of me. What are their needs? What are their goals? What are my needs? What are my goals? Do they match? Can we ex- do a proper ex- transactional exchange? Actually, which kind of transitions to to what I'm you know about me being an SPSO is I view a lot of my relationships as purely transactional. I don't really know if if that's necessarily. I mean, people can misinterpret that. Honestly, they can just say like, "Hey." What do you mean transactional? Like, I think it should be feel more than that, or have it apply an emotion to it. And the thing is, with me, is that I don't apply an emotion to it. I don't actually see it as kind of integral to have an emotional attachment to that kind of concept. To me, transactional like business type of relationship is a lot more comfortable. Like, that's kind of the realm I want to be in. You know, like you have something I want. Uh, I have something that you probably want, and it's about having that conversation and having that full-on talk to see if we're going to be on the same mutual ground. Albeit, a lot of unhealthy self-preservation sevens, as mentioned in um, in, the, in the, the book, the Complete Enneagram, Twenty Seven Paths book, it mentions that like when they're a little unhealthy, there's a tendency where we get to like use people. I um, use them as tools. Um, although at the same time, we're also very good at like networking and getting what we want, seeking opportunity, and that is definitely something that I definitely relate to. I'm always about like I don't like sitting still. It doesn't really. I mean, it's already hard enough. I'm sitting still right now, but it's that kind of concept is really difficult for me. I tend to start fidgeting because I'm constantly scanning what I need to get out of something. And there's always, uh, I would say, like a calculative kind of component to it. Like there's definitely something where I have to plot, I have to scheme, I have to plan, I have to do something. Albeit, it's not the same planning like having a well thought out blueprint, you know, about how one thing leads to another necessarily. Because I'm not exactly that. I would say that detail oriented uh, in in the MBTI system. Like I'm still an ENFP, like in, with inferior introverted sensing. Like I'm not necessarily the best at it, but at the same time, that doesn't stop me from being the schemey type of person that I naturally am. You know, like I I always believe that there is better. It's best to have a backup plan. It's always good to have something to to use to my advantage. Always. So like. I said at the top of my head, like my car is stocked with, you know, random tools that may or may not be actually useful, but useful in an event of emergencies. Like that's just naturally what it could be my wing sticks talking, by the way. But I mean, that's how I kind of see it. I love how it may mention too, and like in descriptions, like self-preservation sevens are like, they give off like the playboy, playgirl, hedonistic type. And I think that's very true in that how I present myself, like projecting this image that I'm like this party goer. But another side of being an SP7 is that um, I feel very, what's the word, like vacuous or like vacuum-like. Like I don't really feel like I have an internal, well, this is actually when I was having like tweet, tweeting conversation with Antonia Dodge. Like, I don't feel like I have an internal dialogue going on. It's always chasing what is tangible. I don't. It's it's what I envy actually with SX dominant sevens because they. I feel like they have this idealism, this goal, this this connection with people. Granted, the word connection isn't synonymous with with sexual dominance, but there is this like that instinctual raw kind of magnetism that they engage with and are super reactive to for those people that in, in their lives and I don't get that. To me I'd rather not, 
you know, I'd rather like go through my life without having to do that. Like, I really don't see what the big deal is. I don't really see how it's kind of like important to my survival. It's it's always really hard for me to to kind of wrap my head around what it means to be, or to what what a sex is to me. Like I remember Cat asking me, "Oh, like, do you detect this? Do you see this? Do you care for it?" The answer would be no, I I don't. And like it's it's funny because it's just like I I laugh about it because I I argue that I don't need it. I made a joke on Discord and I said. You know, how about this? An SBSO's advice. Why don't you go make a million, you know, million relationships, a million connections with everybody, uh, built only from a simple exchange of goods, and that's it. You know, like live life having a lot of resources, a lot of people, both intangible and tangible resources, and that's it. And then you can like, you don't have to worry about calling them too many times. You can just sit and chill out and then should be fine. And then everyone's like, "Ew, that's gross!" Like, I don't want to live like that. That sounds boring. That doesn't sound meaningful. That sounds like, like a defeating of myself. And I'm like, "Okay, well, thanks." <laughs> like, okay, but um, not to say that I don't have a self, but it's definitely something that I struggle with. Not that we're gonna go into that. <laughs> but anyways, like, it's for me at least how I view it. It's it's not. Purely selfish. Like yes, it's mo- it has a kind of a self-interested motivational component, but the whole point of it isn't uh, selfish. At least I don't believe it is. What I am seeking as an SBSO with an SX blind spot is that because I can't detect nor care for this raw magnetic connection that people of those uh, primary secondary uh, folks can actually go with, I have to rely on something else to you know, supply me to fill me with the void that I don't have or the void that is left because I don't have that SX component. Um, and in my case, it happened to be SPSO. Accumulation of resources, accumulation of people and networking, like these are things that I uh, kind of, I actually enjoy. I really do. Uh, there's a little thing about me is that I'm actually incredibly talkative. It's kind of funny too, like, because self-pres types tend to be more grounded, more quiet, more practical, all that good stuff. But when you're a seven, that kind of hits a little bit on a different end. The grounded mentality kind of goes in hand in hand with the materialistic component. There's always a projection that, um, like a more muted, conservative kind of style of dress as well. I don't go for such bold, bold colors. I had a moment where I did bold colors, but that's not something that I'm kind of into, like all the time. Like I don't walk around going like, hey, look at me. I'm like, I'd rather you did it because I really don't see the point. Um, but at the same time, if you looked at me, it's not to say that, you know, I ain't going to say that it's not that, you know, that it's bad or something. Because I'm at least I'm going to, you know, sh- prove a show or something at least. But with the whole concept of, like, Essex, like, for example, okay, so my best friends, my best friend is a dominant Essex and her fiancé is secondary Essex. So there's, like, chemistry, there's game, there's all this good kind of push push and pull when they interact with each other that I also can apply and see in other folks who have SX primary, secondary as well. But when it's directed to me is when I get uncomfortable. When it's directed to me is when I don't don't like it. Um, There's always a time where they were like, oh, I love you. And, oh, you're like everything and all that good, good, delicious stuff. And I'm going, "Eh." (laughs) I don't... I mean, I could, I could probably say it back, and I, and I do. We're definitely close, but the process of which 
of how I personally went to that point. For me to say the L word, it took a lot of kind of wrapping my head around the concept because I don't read or can, you know, detect or carry these, you know, I guess hormonal signals in my brain. To me, everything is kind of like physical in a weird sense that at least my perception of what that is is physical there isn't some kind of spiritualistic component that's supposed to awaken in my bones and make things happen it's i don't i don't catch that to me it's very uh odd that that's what i see like when people talk about their love and their romance and their push and pulls i'm going great something i can't relate to <laughs> last time i went on a date i interviewed the girl like it was a job interview you know like it was something where i would rather just kind of list out like lists actually lists came up yeah lists was a big deal for me the goals had to be the same it didn't matter if yes like let's put it this way yes your beauty to some extent did play a role like in attraction but attraction versus being a sexual dominant or sexual secondary it's it's not the same like the the sexual whatever it is that they whatever realm these people play it's it's not my playground mind you it's 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 uh i would say for the most part sx worlds realms is where i can say that i'm uncomfortable like i usually don't really care for awkward like awkward situations um i'm actually more of the type that likes to push for awkward in a situation, I, I like to do the whole shock humor thing every now and then. I, it's, it's a lot better when I'm talking to a person, I'm gauging their reaction time and everything. Like that makes more more fun for me. But the whole little kind of little twirl with SX, it's I I don't know. Like I I try to look at that like these people, and I remember we were looking at uh, just earlier actually today. Like we were looking at collages of people from different uh, instinctual variants. And not to say that the collage of the artwork or the collection of the pictures was t- terrible. The artwork, I would say, from from let's say from an aesthetic point of view, is very aesthetically pleasing. It's nothing against it, but I had like a vi- like a like a visceral reaction against what the picture meant because the picture was to depict an SX dominant personality, and to me, it, it created this kind of like instant reaction where ooh no. Like no 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 that's that's walls are up you know what is it raise the drawbridge like fill up the moat like we are not engaging and that's kind of like kind of thing that's been a very common theme in my life it's always been if things get a little too intimate it's always instant walls up you know I mean people may mistake sometimes my tendency to be very comfortable in social situations because I am as potential for sx but because i'm an sx blind person the next level of intimacy is where the walls kick in and where the work actually starts to happen like that's when we actually need like that's when like the things that you need to work like i need to work with with them if we were to be a couple if we were to see each other as our significant other that's when the compromises and all that good stuff starts to like unearth and unfold or unravel like a thread of chaos because I'm just imagining the concept of of an SX and it's like making me dizzy actually not that I have a huge against um SX or anything again like I want to reiterate that I'm not I mean my friends are all like I have a lot of friends who are SX and they're really cool people um but it's funny too because it's like we both kind of have a mutual agreement where 
you know, we won't date you. And I'm like, that's great because I don't want to date you either. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't really feel comfortable in that kind of situation, that realm. It, it doesn't make sense to me. So it's hilarious kind of playing. I don't know, like when I see SX people like play this game, like when they, the whole push and play, I'm going to go back to the push and pull thing. They they seem to know exactly what's going on, and if they didn't know exactly what's going on, let's say their instincts were pulling them, you know, this raw energy inside of their bodies is telling them that hey, I'm gonna do this, or we're gonna do this, and we're gonna prod and push and see what happens. And I'm like, I can't, I can't help it, but like my face, I, if you guys can see my face right now, like it's it's always showing like a kind of a disappointed, like really, like do we have to? Which is so kind of disconnected very kind of paradoxical to how because i'm i'm a jokey humorous type of person for me to you know employ a judging like to judge a person's way of you know with attracting a maid or or something like that or expressing their instinctual appearance i I shouldn't actually care but because it's my last and my blind spot it's it's almost weird to see it's like it's foreign to me it's alien when they talk to each other about things that are sx related i can't often recall necessarily like the word the wordings that they use but all i know is that it's very uncomfortable to be in a realm where if that is directed at me i am not having any of it but if you are having it to your significant other and you're giving it your time of day i think it's cute i think that's totally fine you go ahead you go kiss in pda your you know your your signet, your SO, and you just you hug and you kiss because I, I think that's a very warm and very awesome thing, and I'm being real honest with that. I think that's a wonderful kind of golden thing that you guys have. It's just that I do not see it the same way. It's just a completely different realm for me, and I'm gonna see what else I can can add to it. Like, oh, I have had people kind of. I wouldn't say accuse me, but I have been suspicious that I'm like some kind of like trying to take advantage of them in some sense, or my schemey, plotty self is is too much of a negative, too much of a deal breaker, or something. The thing is with me, and I, I had to explain this to people. Uh, it's not that I actually want to take advantage; it's just that I can actively see the potential and the advantage if I were to take it. However, what I do want, which is what helps me kind of like, because the thing is, I don't want to burn bridges. I'm not an SX person, you know, I don't have those, this all or nothing type of personality, I like dabbling in every other social group, you know, broadcasting some seeds, metaphorically speaking, and having like a million acquaintances, and I don't want to burn any of them, because I don't know when that investment of two cents that I dropped in that person may actually come back and give me what I need, so the whole point of my kind of connecting, my kind of, uh, plot and schemey self is that I want all of us to benefit to some extent because if you lose I also lose think of it like a like a stock guy who's trying to invest in multiple different stocks you know like he doesn't actually want to grab that money back right away like in panic or something that's not what he's trying to do he wants to get that money to grow because he wants to grow with it and to me because I lack let's say like this SX quality that allows me to be able to kind of, I guess, give a person a genuine thing, which I argue that when I do some stuff, it is being incredibly genuine. It's just not in an SX way. But because it's not in an SX way, you know, it can be misperceived as such. But again, 
my goal is to get you also because I don't want to lose that ten two cents that I put in. You know, I that's effort from my end to put that in another person. You know, I split a little piece of my soul for this human being. I don't want that to come back to me empty. And it sounds cold, but because I don't have the language to be able to make myself sound warm, if that makes sense. I don't have the language to be like, oh, you know, I love you, but I rather prefer saying that, well, you give me something and I give something back to you. To me, is a more safer, <laughs> comfortable kind of uh, way to express my feelings to a person. Granted, I also like to just show. Like, I'm not more of a, I'm not a talker type in this kind of category. And I'm always telling my friends this. You know, they're the ones who are SX in in the valued stacks. That when the day comes that somebody wants to pursue a significant kind of relationship with me, that I'm gonna need some help in the intimacy department. I'm not. It, I'm not that good. If that makes sense, it's it's not. I'm not, yeah, it really, I'm not that good. Like, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. And I, for lack of a better term, I kind of do fear that I will be misread in a weird sense. Not that I will be rejected, because the rejection aspect to me is also kind of interesting. I never feel the need to put the negative emotional attachment to the word or the concept of rejection, because to me, again, I perceive uh, I perceive optimism as a seven, or I project a rationalization kind of concept as my vice, and optimism reframing as my skill sets. Aside from that, and as well as being you know Essex blind, and remember what I mentioned about the whole dropping two cents thing. You know, I half of me I want that two cents to be, to grow to a proper investment, but if it doesn't, it doesn't mean that I don't have another two cents somewhere else, right? I have applied, you know, broadcasted a lot, you know, like I put in a lot. So my pride, actually, if for lack of a better term, like where I derive my value from is the fact that my resources, at least the effort that I've been pushing for, has allowed me to accumulate quite a bit. You know, I feel like um, it it doesn't always show up as a tangible resource you know it doesn't always show up as having lots of money let's say it doesn't show up as having like the best most you know competitive car compared to everybody else or looking the best or you know all that good stuff it's it's believing that there are other aspects out there that we don't always see and that's the intangible aspects that i'm hunting for uh let's say if i were a ceo of a big company i don't care if you're rich coming up to me unless i'm actually caring for an investor you know, it's the only reason I may care about your money or what how big your wallet is. But if you're coming to me, like just say as a normal person trying to apply for a job as a like a regular employee, I'm not looking for your kind of money. I'm looking for a different kind of resource. I am looking for your transferable skills, you know, things that have taken you to where you need to go that allows me to be able to view you as a reliable, competent character. Like that to me is safe or that to me is... Uh, I can work with that. You know, you, you give me reliability, you give me this objective kind of stance on where you stand on kind of like where you are as your work ethic. Okay, we got ourselves a deal because I can return that favor to you if like twice, if not three times more, depending on how we're going to work together. Like I always kind of see myself kind of a bit of like a little investor, but for people and I don't want people to be down, if that makes sense. I want all of us to kind of move up. And for us to move up, 
but at the same time, I'm not going to be there to hold your hand all the time because that's just not how I function either. Like, I'm not your babysitter. Okay, I'm so much harder on folks who are older than me because I expect them to have learned and drawn experiences way better than I did because uh, I'm still learning and you probably have already been a few years over. But anyways, like, with investing in all that stuff, I want these people to move forward in life. And I want to be part of that forward motion. So I li- I'm sensitive to potentials. I'm super sensitive to potentials. I'm super sensitive to the capability, the possibility that this person can bring it to the table. All of that is delicious to me. And it's not hard. You know, like it's when I walk into a room, I can instantly tell right away who's competent. And excuse me, but it's like it's kind of funny sometimes when people are like, because I've challenged it myself. I was like, you know, what if I'm just saying things? What if I'm not actually being accurate or something? So I was like, okay, challenge me. Like, show me a room of, of full of a group of people and see if I can't call them out. And I do. I have probably gotten it wrong maybe 10% of the time. Uh, and that 10%, I actually heavily regret. Because I like to put my full heart and soul in my investments. I don't like missing out on a good thing, if that makes sense. Um... And so when that happens and I see these people, like I suddenly instantly can feel like, I don't know, I have this feeling that this person can do something for me. And it, I hope that doesn't sound, come off like, or come off heartless or something. Cause I really am not, I'm just speaking and I'm trying to speak in a more passionate kind of way to express how I really feel about this subject. Cause I get really excited when a person is, can handle things. You know, when you can carry the world on your shoulders, like I'm looking at you. You know, you got my eye on you now, and I'm going to be able to see if you can take it even further. And that kind of stuff makes me really happy when when I see it. Um, now, I don't care about, like, whatever your sad sob story is. Like, that's kind of, like, where we kind of cut or bring up walls in, like, as I don't expect you to know mine, right? Like, it's, it, I want it to be kind of, in a weird, like, I'm going to say it, like, for, you know, straightforward, full transparency. I want it just surface if that makes sense, because I want the tangible, I want your intangibility to produce into the into the tangible world for us to play around with it and make something happen. The funniest little thing to add, though, is that these little moments, at least how I am, like I can actually say to my best friends that I love them, because over time, the exchange of transactional kind of resources, like, oh, you pay for me, I pay for you, or I do this for you, you do this for me, became more intangible as time went on and that kind of like gave me this kind of hit where i'm like huh that's interesting that means i can't afford to lose you is now the next thing that kicked into my mind and if i can't afford to lose you what is this emotion what is this feeling i am feeling you know what is this thing that's bubbling up inside i don't understand what that is and I had to chalk it off to something like brain chemistry or this kind of love concept because I, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't really find a way to just wrap my head around it. Granted, if you guys know, please send me up because at this point, I'm just kind of telling my friends, you know, I love them, not because they do stuff for me, but because I genuinely don't even care anymore about the investment. I feel like I've already received what I needed and now I'm just getting what I wanted and we're both getting that and it's just constantly moving up. And that, to me, is, like, I guess the ultimate goal of life for an SPSO, if that makes sense. It's so cool. So I guess for everybody out there, I'm going to cut this short a little bit. I mean, let's say, you know, 
over 20 minutes being short and all but that we're not actually cold people at least i don't like to think that we're cold people i hope we're not the whole point that i wanted to make was that there's a side of us that you probably should know as an as you know from somebody like the sx people like we're not trying to be shallow or fake uh, but we have a different way of looking at the world, and that'd be I'd really appreciate it if that is at least acknowledged. Because if you don't like it, then that's fine. Like I can move on with my life too. You know, no one's losing sleep for this. I mean, we're both having the same goals, but we just don't really do it the same way, and that's kind of just how it is. But I, I'm thinking I can probably elaborate a little bit more on this on another on another uh, episode. So we'll see how that goes. But for that, you know. Thank you so much, guys, for uh, tuning in. Uh, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to let me know. You know where to find me. Uh, Twitter, Discord, whatever. YouTube even. But for that, I'd like to say thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. It is very sunny outside, and I am very excited to go out. Uh, no, I am. 100%. I may be a little bit sick still, but I'm like, nah. I'm still excited. We need to get out. I need to get out of this house and make something happen (laughs) and so for that thank you so much for listening and guys and everybody else uh till next time